In a Pimp My Ride world, custom cars are usually about being seen. You wired this one. It comes up from that terminal box. But in a placid cul-de-sac in Marin County's Corte Madera, this group's custom car project is all about being green. We need to get this figured out. These guys are volunteers with the Palo Alto nonprofit group CalCars. They're taking an off-the-shelf Toyota Prius hybrid, which runs on a mix of electrical power and gas, and hacking it to improve its already stellar fuel efficiency. For them, this isn't just about saving money. It's about fundamentally changing how we drive. It really has become my almost entire motivation at this point is the idea that we need to electrify transportation. We actually need to electrify almost everything on the globe and then clean the grid, clean the power grid. That's a strategy for making a huge impact on global warming. With fuel extraction factored in, electric cars produce only half the greenhouse gases of gasoline vehicles. This is true even though America's electrical grid still relies significantly on coal to generate that power. And in California, where the electrical grid derives over 80% of its power from cleaner sources such as natural gas, electric power for passenger vehicles makes even more sense. Why not take a hybrid? and carry it to its logical extension. Uh, because an existing hybrid is a gasoline engine car, but why not add batteries and power those, the local miles of electricity? The car that we're going to see is the fourth vehicle that calcars.org has converted. A regular hybrid car has one nickel metal hydride battery. CalCar's innovation is to add 20 inexpensive lead acid batteries, allowing the car to run for stretches as a completely electric vehicle. This is where I plug in the car. CalCar's adds the AC receptacle on the car. All a driver needs to do is plug it into a standard household outlet. It takes me about nine seconds when I go into my garage at night, and in the morning I unplug it, and I have a little full electric tank. Unlike a standard Prius, the plug-in version will run solely on electricity for the first 10 miles. After that, the car will revert to standard hybrid operation, a mix of electricity and gas, and will have no range limitations. Some consumers who might be nervous about driving all electric cars because it's unfamiliar technology will be comfortable in plug-in hybrids because they will drive initially on electricity, but they will have a fuel tank as a backup so that if they need to drive 3,000 miles, they can. How's it going? Got one. Okay. Doug Crowder, one of CalCar's volunteers, is an electrical and computer engineer by day. Hybrid cars and plug-in hybrids like the one we're building here are very different from regular cars. In a regular car, we have a gas tank which you fill from a gas station. And then that goes to your engine. And your engine can power the wheels on your car. It converts the chemical energy into the kinetic energy, the motion of your car. If you want to slow down, you have your brakes, which take energy from the wheels and convert it to heat. It just goes off the car. It's actually wasteful. Now, in a hybrid car, you add an electric motor. This electric motor is connected to the wheels and to a bank of batteries. When you apply the brakes in a hybrid car, you can take some of the kinetic energy away from the wheels and run the electric motor in reverse regenerative braking and charge the batteries. In a plug-in hybrid, 
we add a new way to add energy to your car from a regular wall socket. That goes to a charger, which goes to a larger bank of batteries. From these larger batteries, you can drive a lot further because you have a lot more energy stored. So that's how a plug-in hybrid works. Surprisingly, plug-in hybrids aren't new. Early plug-ins, like this 1917 Woodster, were a bridge between the very first cars, which were electric, and the new gas engine cars, which would replace them. The reason they didn't catch on was because the driver had to control both the electric motor and the gasoline engine. And he had something like 15 levers to control to make the car go. During the oil crisis in the 1970s, these turn-of-the-century plug-ins captured Frank's imagination, and he and his students at UC yeah, Davis have been building plug-ins ever since. We showed that this car can actually physically go 60 miles, all electrically, before it starts to use gasoline. So what this means is that the average person using this car would not use any gasoline on a daily basis. What we're trying to demonstrate is the plug-in hybrid performs and does every job that a conventional vehicle does, but better. It was Andrew Frank's converted Chevy SUV that was the original inspiration for Felix Kramer's work with CalCars. By the time CalCars team of engineers went looking for a plug-in candidate, the Toyota Prius had hit the market. Interestingly, the Prius itself was the unexpected result of U.S. government intervention. The Clinton administration cut a deal with the automakers in the 1990s called Partnership for a New Generation of Vehicles. And the pact they made was that the three major automakers, Ford, GM, and Chrysler, would produce a hybrid vehicle by the late 1990s that could get 80 miles per gallon. Well, the U.S. car companies signed the deal and then walked away from it. They never produced those cars, but the Japanese automakers didn't know they were going to do that. All they knew was that there was this deal and that the U.S. car company was going to make 80 mile per gallon cars. So they got to work and they did it. They thought they had to compete. And in 1997-98, they put hybrids on the road. The U.S. auto industry has been catching up ever since. And Priuses are easy to come by. In 2005, Toyota sold more than 100,000 of them in the U.S., making it the best-selling hybrid passenger vehicle in the country. It was an excellent car from a technical basis. There was room for batteries, and we could do the electrical changes necessary so that it could become a plug-in hybrid. Now we're putting in the battery tray foundation. The car we're working on today is going to be finished this week and then we're taking it to the San Francisco International Auto Show where the Northern California State Auto Association is going to give us a place of honor in their booth. Good evening ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the San Francisco International Auto Show and the It is here that Felix finally meets up with the family that owns the car. It's the first time they've seen the modifications. What is that? What is that? Genevieve, there's a big battery in our car. Felix, this is an important question. Yeah. We, we get around 350 to 400 mile range right now on yeah. the Prius. And, and my beloved wife has to do the, 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 the fueling. Yeah. So how much is she going to be driving? How many, how many daily miles will this car get, you figure, on the average? Now, probably 10. 10. So if you get, in that case, you could easily get over 1,000 miles between Phillips. 
if you mainly drive this car just around Palo Alto in the neighborhood, yeah. you could easily do that. Yeah. But these plug-ins aren't a silver bullet. After a short distance on the freeway, they revert to being standard hybrids. Okay, so now, say I was doing a trip from here to L.A., how many times would I have to charge it up? Uh, you, if you wanted to, you could drive straight through. Straight through. But only the first 10 miles or 20 miles of that would you get an, any electrical benefit. After that, you'd just be a regular 50 mile an hour, 50 mile a gallon plug-in hybrid. Okay, so it you know, goes back. So, you, so you're back to regular hybrid. Still, the short commute value of plug-in hybrids is promising enough to have generated significant interest at the highest levels. It'll be a technology that will meet consumer demand and at the same time meet a national need, which is less consumption of gasoline. These are called plug-in hybrid vehicles. Our goal, really, in all of this, in all of our conversions, is to get the car makers to do it. The leading candidate is Toyota. My spies tell me <laughs> that the uh, uh, Toyota has been experimenting with plug-in hybrids for four or five years already. Although GM has shown two prototypes, automakers have yet to mass produce a passenger plug-in. They contend that the technology isn't yet affordable. To get a fuel cell or battery that is cost-effective for a consumer and to put into a car, um, you know, that hasn't happened yet. Felix Kramer doesn't share this skepticism. The country needs plug-in hybrids now, and the world needs to get these cars on the road so we begin to see how they perform, knowing that they'll be better in the future. And eventually, as batteries become cheaper and lighter weight, we might have battery cars for even extended range, hundreds of miles trips. But in the meanwhile, for the next decade or two, I think we'll have plug-in hybrids.